0: Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking about anti money laundering. We're talking with one of our more foremost anti money laundering experts, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, thanks for joining me again today.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here, Tom.
0: Kevin, when last we spoke, you were with the New York State Police, and you're not now. Can you tell us about your new role and what you're doing?
1: Yeah, contrary to popular belief, I didn't leave in disgrace or. Uh Uh, or get involved in any trouble, I I left after almost 21 years on the job. Uh, I retired as of the end of 2008, and now I moved on to creating my own uh, consulting and training business.
0: Now, the last time you did a webinar presentation for us, it was on anti-money laundering trends going into 2009. Now that we're almost halfway into the year, what are you seeing emerging as the key trends?
1: Well, you know that's, that's probably one of the most common questions that I get, and and my answer is going to seem like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. So let, let me let me explain that to you. Uh, on on one hand, the bad guys are always looking for something new, and what's new could be something that's old and redone again. Certainly, new technology, for example, like you know, gambling has been a staple of money laundering for years, and then when internet gambling came around, that was a new twist on that. Uh, uh, so they're always looking for something new. On the other side of that coin, you know, there's only a finite number of things that they can do. While there are a lot of methods to launder the money, there's not millions of methods to launder money. Uh, so sometimes uh, you look up and you realize that I don't see anything particularly uh, new and outstanding on the horizon here. But it doesn't mean that it's not happening somewhere or they're, or they're trying to do something new. Usually when a new technology is developed, you can be rest assured the bad guys are looking to abuse that. So I know the latest trends now with law enforcement is taking a long, hard look at trade-based financing, uh, uh, and, and basically that's an old technique. But that's an old technique that's now getting some new look at, and uh, law enforcement is putting some more manpower hours and time in, into looking very hard at that and then to creating details just to look at that stuff. So. I don't see uh, since the last time we spoke. I don't particularly see any new, latest, and greatest, and, and cutting edge uh, things the bad guys are doing. Uh, but rest assured, they're out there looking for new ways. And if there's a new technique that comes up uh, and something to improve our lives that we do, uh, they look at they will abuse it somehow, some way.
0: So, what does that mean for investigators? What does it create for, for challenges for people that are investigating these crimes?
1: Well, the, the biggest challenge is. is is in networking, and and what has to happen is he, he's how it works, with, with especially with the law enforcement guys. Um, unless we arrest a bad guy and the bad guy tells us what's going on, uh, the next chance of learning anything actually comes from the banks. When the banks start seeing things that are unusual or suspicious and they start creating SARS on, on that. Law enforcement looks at it and takes a long, hard read at it and say, "This looks weird. Why is this happening? This is this is unique." So it's sometimes because we get our leads from the banks. We don't always get the leads from the bad guys. So what is the hardest thing for the investigators to do, and and it should be an easy thing to do, but it's not done very often. Is, is there should be some networking. You've got to sit down with the regulators. You've got to sit down with, with law enforcement and, and, and the finance institutions to sit under one roof, under on one table. We used to do it all the, uh, monthly when we called it an, an alert meeting. That was an acronym for, uh, uh, I think, Anti Money Laundering Law Enforcement Roundtable. Uh, and we would go into a room, close the doors, Las Vegas rules apply, and we talk about what's going on, what we all see. Because one bank might see something that's interesting that the law enforcement didn't know about, and we pick up on it, and then we discuss it with the regulators and some other banks, and all of a sudden you start to see it happening more often, and you realize you got yourself a new trend here. So the most important thing, uh, and, and sometimes and it shouldn't be the hardest thing, but I know a lot of investigators that just don't do this. Uh, you got to get out and you've got to talk to your peers and you've got to get out and talk with law enforcement and, and, and sit around and discuss what's happening.
0: So, Kevin, you've got an upcoming webinar for us on understanding money laundering laws. What are some of the key points of this session?
1: Well, this is the crux of, of everything that the financial institutions are doing when it comes to compliance and, and, and AML. You've got to understand what the Bank Secrecy Act is all about and the Patriot Act and some of the rules and regulations. Uh, Because it's sometimes what's easy for law enforcement, because law enforcement guys see the beginning and the end of the problem. They see the bad guy selling the drugs, right? And they see the end when the bad guy gets arrested for selling the drugs. Uh, Sometimes you don't see what's in the middle. The bankers see what's in the middle. You know, law enforcement doesn't realize some of the issues that the bankers have to deal with, and vice versa. Bankers don't see some of the issues that the law enforcement has to deal with. Once you understand some of the laws, and the bankers will, uh, and I shouldn't say bankers, I should say finance institutions, finance institutions will understand why these rules are in place and why they're important, and, uh, and and law enforcement understand why they're here and how it applies to the bankers. So it's just a matter of, of looking at these laws and regulations and trying to figure out not just I have to do it, but why you have to do it.
0: Now, you talk about coming to an understanding. What do you find to be most misunderstood about some of the basic anti-money laundering legislation?
1: I think uh, what's misunderstood most is, is, (coughs) excuse me, uh, there's still a a lot of, um, I don't want to say confusion, but different institutions read it differently. Uh, It's gotten a lot better since the manual came out, because that really, really shed some light on the subject. Because let's face it, it's a pretty gray area. Take SARS, for example. What constitutes a SAR? What makes a SAR? When do you do a SAR? Uh, You you talk to six different banks, you get seven seven different answers. You talk to different regulating bodies, you get different answers. You talk to law enforcement, you get different answers. Uh, Since the manual has come out, now now that has narrowed it down a little bit, and we're getting more specific answers, and people are more in tune with what we have to do and what gets created and what gets
0: reported. So Kevin, for this webinar you've got coming up, what's the real target audience for this? Who's it most appropriate for?
1: I think this is most appropriate for the financial institutions, uh, particularly um, uh, lower management, mid-management, lower management, entry-level. It is for people to grasp uh, the whole basics of, of why we're here, uh, of why these laws came about, what prompted them, and what exactly are these laws. For example, what is the Bank Secrecy Act? What does it consist of? What does it mean to you? How does it make you do your job? What, you, you may be in a, an automaton and just say, uh, okay, X, X happens, I got to do Y. But it, it really helps a situation if you knew oh, X is happening because of this, and now I have to do why because that will do this. And, and once you get a complete and total grasp of what's going on, I think it makes everyone's job a lot easier to do.
0: So after this, Kevin, I know you've got some other sessions and some activities coming up. Why don't you give us a sense of what you'll be doing over the next few months?
1: Uh, we have some things coming up for, um, uh, we'll be working on some AML for, uh, for government folks. Uh, to, to get them in, into understanding some of these AML rules and regulations, and and, and, and as I said before, it's nice to have everybody kind of understanding where the other parties are coming from because we all have to work in this together. You know, it's not just uh, uh, AML is just not uh, an issue to, with, with with banks or MSBs. Or, you know, it's it's an issue to to all of us. Uh, So some of these webinars with with, uh, learning AML for for law enforcement guys, uh, for for the government folks, for training the bankers in some basic concepts of the laws uh, and how to run investigations, Uh, it it just helps us uh, get through the process. And hopefully I can do it in such a way uh, that I can make it nice and clear for people to understand. Because I think if you really understand what this stuff is, that really sheds light on it. and and makes it easy for us to understand and and complete our mission.
0: Makes sense. Kevin, it's a pleasure catching up with you. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much, Tom. We've been talking with Kevin Sullivan about anti-money laundering. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.